keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Out full of suffering, suck attach, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestle Roast. I am your host, Dan St. Germain. I'm here with Scott, Robert, and Mike. Um, Zach is Zach is gone for the week, um, but I wanted to, uh, you know, get well soon, Scott. Scott has COVID. I feel like, Robert, are you the only one of us that hasn't had, had COVID yet? Appreciate you cursing me like that, Dan. But yes, that bit. And the and the only one who hasn't done the show while having COVID because we all did that too. Yes, but I'm also the only one who consistently watches Raw weekly, so I've suffered more than all of you combined. Yeah, that that's actually the that's the only immunity. Thing to build an immunity. So I think that's what it is. If you if you listen to Byron Saxton at least three hours a week, you're never going to get COVID. COVID COVID can't handle 50-50 booking. Oh no. <laughs> Cody in a DQ match with the Miz. I'm out. Uh, dude, I, I mean, Miz is my lowest. I mean, that match. All right, we'll we'll talk about it. I mean, that, that was brutal. That match. I did just catch that match. Oh, really? It wasn't good. I mean, dude, it when wasn't Miz, good. When Miz, Wait, is, the Miz uh, versus like, Cody on Raw. Actually, can we, can we? I'm just gonna save it to my for my low spot. Uh, but like, I, I just want to talk about Miz's in ring work for my low spot because it's. It's tragic, uh, but let's get to the Patreon schedule. We're going to be doing the roast of Enzo this Monday for Memorial Day. Excited for that one. Uh, probably be giving our SmackDown Rampage thoughts, whoever whoever ends up watching it, which it'll be uh, me, Robert, Scott for half of it, and Mike for maybe one segment of Rampage. June 6th, Hell in a Cell 2022. June 13th, we're off. June 20th, we're doing a watch along with a SmackDown Robert wrote which uh, Robert will be telling us next week. Here you go, Robert, which SmackDown we're going to watch. So uh, June 27th, Forbidden Door pay-per-view, July 4th, the roast of Sonny. Um, we maybe I don't know if we're going to review Money in the Bank, too, on that episode. We'll probably just do that on the regular show. July we're 11th. Gonna switch it to a smaller podcast. Yeah, we got to switch it to <clears throat> the $5 tier. July 11th, we're off. July 18th, Bash at the Beach, 1996. The WWE is also going to switch the tickets to the $5 tier. <laughs> July, <laughs> July 25th, uh, wrestling video wrestling video game special. Uh, we're going to be talking Here Comes the Pain, No Mercy, WrestleMania Arcade Game, all the fun ones. August 1st, The Roast of Marty Jannetty. Um, and uh, yeah, man, so some really fun shit going on. Um, in the world of wrestling, a lot is going on. We're going to be talking Double or Nothing this episode. We're going to be talking Dynamite. And we are going to be talking premium current events with Robert Carpolis. Robert, what do you got for us today? Weird that your voice went like that. Uh, first, did you want to have Mike say what the upcoming roasts are, or you want me to just dive right into premium current events? Mike, do you have the roasts on you? Yeah, I'm on memory. Uh, for June, uh, we have Paul Heyman. 
<laughs> and uh, Lanny Poffo. Um, for July, we have Jesse the Body Ventura, and we are not going to be roasting um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan because he is ill again. And, you know, we do not roast people in their lowest moment. Listen to our Sunny Roast on Patreon. Um, <laughs> the lowest moment that wasn't their fault. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if you are, if you are, are dying, um, we won't roast you if you just killed someone. Yeah, buckle up. Uh, no, but we're replacing uh, Hacksaw with uh, The Godfather. So Charles Wright, all gimmicks are, uh, you know, on the table. So if you, if one of us just wants to do combo Mustafa jokes, go for it. <laughs> and then um, August, I believe it is... Uh, Mr. Uh, Becky Lynch and uh, Mr. Stephanie McMahon. So, uh, cuck we off. We weren't going after guys who were dying. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seth Rollins and uh, Triple H in Cuck August. We are uh, definitely going to just like their wives. Oh. Speaking of cucks, Robert Karpolis. What a, what a segue. Thanks. Um, yeah, so there's two different premium current events i think there's one that's more conceptual and interesting and i want to get everybody's take on it but first uh there was the story that broke shortly before we started recording today that money in the bank is now being moved uh from a uh from the stadium to the mgm grands arena uh due to slow ticket sales uh this is somewhat expected when you realize this was the first time they were doing Money in the Bank in a stadium, uh, and having seen Money in the Bank in a stadium before at one of the WrestleManias, it doesn't translate well. Uh, you you lose something the further back you are from the, the death-defying stunts that wind up happening. It's one of the reasons why Money in the Bank was transitioned off of WrestleMania in the first place, because it doesn't present well. But they thought, hey, maybe we'll, uh, we'll go out there. They were going head-to-head with a UFC event in town at the same time. Uh, and ultimately made the uh, made the decision due to security concerns over Hogan and uh, Sergeant Slaughter that it will be moved from a stadium. Hey, that's to an Mike's arena. joke. That's Mike's <laughs> joke that I already tweeted long before him. We 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 think the same on certain evil things, but uh, we'll get uh, we'll get everybody's thoughts on this. Dan. Oh my 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 first thoughts are Mike. Is, I feel like this podcast is going to be the journey of you convince you like convincing Robert he's autistic too, you know, <laughs> like an emotional indie movie, you know. Um, yeah, all right. I mean, you know, uh, Robert, um, please watch the American version of Love on the Spectrum. You will see so much of yourself in it. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, I mean, and, and here's the thing, like even the people on the highest end of the spectrum on that show never defend WWE booking. Look, I, I my thoughts about this, I, I, I got to watch that show, by the way. I usually like my it's, reality show. It's shows. great, man. It, it I really like it a little like, trashier. I just finished Temptation Island. You know, that's how trash. Oh, yeah. This is no. I mean, this is two people like having the most fun they've ever had flying a kite. Uh, it, it, it is joyful, but uh, yeah, it's not. It is not trash. It's it. It's the show that made me get a diagnosis. So, 
That's awesome. If I want to see someone happy and autistic, I'll watch Tony Khan. I'm good. <laughs> That's if fair. I want to see somebody unhappy and autistic, I'll keep listening to Meltzer. Yeah, just um, watch Tony Khan's great O-Khan face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah, man, I don't think this is honestly, you know, uh, it's not that big of a story to me in the sense that, like, I never thought this was going to work. Like, they're just producing too many big shows at the same time you know they have the cardiff show they have SummerSlam. they're just i mean i i can't even see them filling all these during the attitude era maybe the attitude era maybe like 2000 2001 like right before 17 they could have fold they could have filled this or maybe maybe there's some time in the 80s you know but uh for the most part i just you know well cardiff sold cardiff has sold well so far yeah, I know the no, that's I mean, but you can't really like, high, but th their whole like, 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 for instance, Robert, I mean, you know, this company better than everybody, but like around WrestleMania season, you, you book for WrestleMania, you know, and, and the fact that all these events are all together and like, there's really not much, there's, they're all like kind of similar level of importance too, you know, like in, in the sense that like Money in the Bank, SummerSlam are pretty close together as far as importance and, and and england being their first big stadium back was probably more important than both of those events so i think it's good that they did it um i, I do think it'll be a better show you know like look man i mean like i know i know these these tv deals are huge but um you know wrestling just doesn't have the ratings it used to you know and, I, and a lot of that is tv but uh, for everywhere aew wwe there's just not there's just not the uh, portion of the population you know I think they took the big swing because they assumed if you're going to make it a stadium show in a destination town, Vegas is a good reason for somebody to go fly from somewhere from another country or fly from somewhere in another state. But money in the bank is not a big enough draw on its own to justify a stadium show. If you had a name, if it was money in the bank, plus you were going to get some XYZ match already announced, possibly, but... Uh, I, I don't think it's a terrible idea to cut bait. Uh, Scott, you hate WWE. What are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, yeah, but I feel bad that they got to go to a smaller venue. That's not fun, especially because all those people got to rebuy their tickets that we're excited to go. And yeah, they get first dibs, but what if it isn't exactly where they want it to be? You know, um, especially if they're planning a trip to Vegas or some shit. Uh but no, yeah, it seems expected. I don't really know why they were doing a huge stadium at Money in the Bank unless they were bringing a, 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 like a top-tier card, which I don't know how that's even possible. So, yeah, it was just, you know, a misstep that they corrected. I don't really care, though. Mike, same indifference? I mean, yeah, I mean, I just feel like, you know, WrestleMania is your number one, and they've already divided that in half. I, I am not a fan of the two-night WrestleMania. I think it makes it feel less special. Agreed. And then, you know, then you got SummerSlam. Then you got Rumble. Um, and, and some people may switch SummerSlam and Rumble in terms of importance. Uh, and then I feel like Money in the Bank is much closer to the other ones than it is to those. And it just doesn't feel... I, I would say it's bigger than Survivor Series, right? At this point, yeah. I mean, Survivor Series isn't that special. Well, you're, you're right about that. But it's like, it's a one-match show. And the problem is, the match itself isn't that different or exciting. I mean, I feel like... 
Well, they had actually a good car. Sorry to interrupt, but they had Roman and Edge last year. They had Kofi yeah. and Lashley, which was a good build that the match was shit. And then they had two monies in banks. So it's usually a pretty well booked card, you know. I just feel like there's a redundancy to it of like I I liked it being at Mania because you were always at least guaranteed one car crash, you know, multi-man, you know, fun, dumb bullshit match that is fun for casuals and and loyal fans alike. Where it's like Rumble, maybe it's just being indoctrinated into WWE all my life. I can watch Rumble every year, and I will watch the Rumble pay-per-view every year just for the Rumble match. I'm not going to watch Money in the Bank just for the Money in the Bank match. I think there's and... only been one good Money in the Bank outside of the, the Money in the Bank match itself, and it was the uh, the Punk Cena match. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. That's one of their best pay-per-views ever, but right. it's like so many Money in the Banks blurred together, like, like a rumble is like a snapshot of where that company is in that year. And it's like an hour, you know, it's like an event. I just don't feel money in the bank is. And it's also just, yeah, hubris in a way. Like fucking, you know, you didn't sell out WrestleMania. Fucking focus on that because the less WrestleMania sells out and the less important the company feels, I think that that hurts things overall on a much bigger scale and you know like the whales thing i i think that's the shit they should be doing go to places that are starved for this you know like wembley in 92 is such a cool fucking moment and a part of it is those fans were just so fucking happy to have a thing and i get time zones and all that but with the with the network now that doesn't really matter anymore i think time zones are somewhat irrelevant for for wwe because you're not paying extra money to get peacock uh, and you're yeah. like, oh, maybe I'm not going to get it this month because the pay-per-view is at noon instead of 7 o'clock at night. You're going to get a different feel. And they did that one-off show in Japan with Brock and Kofi. It was a fun show uh, overall. And you get a, a, a unique uh, a unique view. Um, and and my, my second premium current event is more – this was something interesting I'm seeing because you're looking at the trajectory. You're looking at the future – of the WWE and, and they are trying to be forward uh, looking, you know, you have theory being positioned as a top heel going forward. Uh, they've tried experiments with, with McIntyre and Biggie as the top guy. And this past Monday on raw, uh, they really got behind riddle as a potential main event, baby face of the future. They've been teasing stuff with him and Roman for a couple of weeks now, uh, rated RK bro, despite Scott hating them and hating things that are fun and good and fantastic about one wrestling. of the snakes has a hat on Listen, it. One of the snakes has a hat. I RK like bro. them. I like them, but I don't think it means they're taking the tag division seriously when they're they, paying attention to them. Well, they haven't taken the tag division seriously for like 50 years. Well, I, I mean, know. it's not the women's tag titles. Those are prestigious and important, but <laughs> Riddle was given an opportunity. At least the women holding them are, you know, can think that John Laurinaitis is holding them right now. He's holding both of them. He's polishing them, uh, and he's he's giving it to the Bella's mom. He's also you know giving it to the Bella's mom. He's um, he's also holding those title. I mean titles. Oh, uh, that's inappropriate. But no, Riddle cut a very different promo than we've heard. There was emotion about the idea that we might not see Randy Orton again because he's you know kayfabe injured. We might not see rated RK bro. And then he turned into the fiery baby face. And when I was watching it, I thought as he was getting fired up, oh, this is really interesting. And I happened to watch my wife heard it and she's like, boy, he's really boring. 
And I thought that was interesting that that was those two kind of opinions. And I know two people on this show thus far have differing opinions on, on what their perception of this riddle is. So, Dan, I'm going to start with you. What did you think of the promo on Raw? Yeah, uh, defining my role is the easiest way on the podcast. I, I loved it, man. I, I, I thought it was... Look, I mean, like, his character is like a stoner. He's a little slow. So, like... Some so the simple language of some individuals' dialogue actually fits. He actually makes it work, man. Like him and Miz make whatever the fuck WWE gives them at least palatable, you know, like as far as like an actual promo. So maybe that was part of the charm for it, but I you know, I I thought it was actually pretty good acting as far as like that character and actually getting emotional and um, there's not like a lot of p- people in WWE that the fans really give a shit about. And, and I'm talking their fans. I'm not even, I'm not talking about like casual fans and uh, riddle has become, you know, an actual breakout star for them. I do think that eventually they're going to try him seriously. I know, you know, like the r- wrestling journalists, AKA Meltzer don't, but I, I do think at some point they're going to give him a shot seriously. I think he's Kurt. I think he's like Kurt Angle in that way, and that he could do comedy. But you can also, yeah, I, I would put man. You know, like well, he's had some bad. You know, he's had some bad press as far as you know um, stuff that's happened to him outside of wrestling. But as far as like in ring, like I don't know. I, I I think he's the guy you and and on the mic. I think he's the guy you get behind right now. Mike, what'd you think of this? I think he is one lazy eye in a bald spot from looking exactly like Shawn Michaels in 2010. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, he definitely, the delivery was a little shaky. He, he definitely went to the Cody Rhodes school of fake crying. Um, yeah, but for a wrestler, feel, it was pretty good. <laughs> I, what'd you say? For a wrestler. I'm, I'm not like rating this on yeah. Phillips or more Hoffman, you know, like, yeah. Well, you know, now? lots of wrestlers do a different kind of Philip Seymour Hoffman impression, but <laughs> it, it just, my problem with it is that, like, I know that this is who this guy is, but he is doing it in, like, a somewhat disingenuous way. You know, it's like, he's, like, this promo in some way, like, the amount of times he says bro and all of that, like, still still having to get his shit in while being genuine and sincere i i felt like there was a a false connection there like because here's the thing you know what a stoner really sounds like in wrestling rvd or jeff hardy wednesday <laughs> making goat noises and shit. oh my like, god dude we'll, we'll get to that oh man that dude, boy huffing paint so, that, so it was great, but I mean, that know. was I, there. Are, there are other things that were empirically better than that on Dynamite, but that, that was, ruled that so was, hard. No, we're gonna, so we're, we're going to definitely get to it. But Scott, why is Riddle a better world champion than Hangman ever, uh, will ever be? <laughs> I like Matt Riddle a lot. I, I think he could be the champ for sure. Uh, I mean, who else could be? You know. So yeah, Riddle is someone that in like a year and a half or so they could transform him into a, a, a champion, no doubt. Uh, was the promo good? Yeah, look, he's got to say dude and bro a bunch, I guess. I That's not him, right? He doesn't say dude and bro all the time. He says dude and bro all the time. Really? He's a little, yes. I mean, when I, I've, I talked, I mean, you worked with him more, but when I talked to him, he was, 
he was much more normal than that. Like he was. He, he's nice more guy. normal than that, but you'll get a, you'll get a, a dude or a bro as a preferred pronoun. Is he professional work, to work with, Robert? As far as like, uh, more often than not, yes. Yeah, I had a couple heard. instances where it was kind of eh. But nine times out of 10, if I needed him for a pre-tape, he was going to deliver on the pre-tape. In ring, he was always solid. Him and, and uh, Swerve had a fantastic match. Um, a, a, the, the crowds always love him and they connect with him. What I'm interested to see is, will WWE, as a publicly traded PG company, get behind a stoner as their top baby face does that even does that matter since yeah, they do I target mean, the yeah, yeah, like, they're selling weed at every store yeah. on my block you know there's signs for like hey man i know you're gonna get high but just don't drive like, well they now sell the R- the uh rated rk rk bro 420 shirt which is their first time kind of delving into more adult merchandise in, since uh but, but weed, weed is like Weed for the kids, now. baby. Yeah, we here's here's the thing. <laughs> As we know with WWE, they will hit on it the second it is no longer cool. <laughs> They're yeah. very good at that. Like <laughs> that's, that's very true. The biggest stoner and kids are like, yeah, but like we're in the fentanyl now. Where's the fentanyl? <laughs> that is, and for that, Jeff Hardy on Dynamite. Yes. <laughs> well, and I think that's what kind of makes him cheesy. It's like this old stoner that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. He's like I think, guys, I think that stoner. this podcast is in its overprime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I've, I've, you know, I've known guys like that, but yeah, I see what you're saying. And I'll say this. I liked the promo, but when I closed my eyes, it sounded like a Eugene promo. Like it, he literally yeah. sounded like, a, and I'm not being, I'm not trying to be a dick. It just sounded like a really good Eugene promo. And, but it, it was a good promo. Look, yeah, there's an argument that they should have gone with Eugene. You know what's, Love you know what's Eugene. interesting is like, you know, we, we won't, I won't fully talk about this now, but there is something like, like watching Paige and Punk last night and how punk is one of the only people that just talks like a regular person on the mic like conversationally and all of that and he's still got like control of the arena but it is that like and and maybe riddle will break out of this a little bit but there is you know that stilted scripted speak that makes you question anything he's saying that affects almost all WWE characters and and even a lot of uh, you know AEW and, and other wrestling companies where they're just so stuck in doing an impression of what they think a wrestling promo sounds like as opposed to just like talking like a human being. And it's why Pat McAfee's been so effective because he's the only commentator who's allowed to talk like a human being as opposed to generating lines. Yeah, uh, speaking of generating lines, we're talking about Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I mean, I guess I just liked it more than you guys, but no, I, th- I thought it was good, and I, I think it was good. Riddle's Riddle's someone to get behind. I just thought it was interesting that uh, I've seen a number of people who've come out on both sides of it and had different impressions of him, but I think he's a guy that they can get behind. Uh, I think if they can develop Montez Ford, Montez Ford's a guy they can get behind. They they have some pieces going forward he and the nice thing him heal you. i mean he's corny as fuck that's the only problem he's corny as fuck but he's dude, got i love Montez. He's, great ring. he's great he's great on the mic it's just like the characters are try too hard right now but they dude. lucked out they lucked out by getting cody when they did because for one reason or another wwe audiences are buying his bullshit 
in a way that the AEW audience is left behind. And to have an over baby face at the top means you can let guys develop a little bit rather than just push them to the moon and then see what happens and then cut their water off like they did to Big E or like they did to uh, to Drew. Anyway, let's talk about Cody's old company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's two. talk about a company that can sell out Vegas. Oh, well, hey, well, let's point this out, though. So that is the obvious feud, right? This That it's it's going to be Riddle versus Reigns and then Reigns versus Orton, right? Yep. Which it's the, I mean, they were the former tag champs, but they're seen as tag, you know, a tag team. Uh, isn't that kind of exactly the Sasha, uh, the Sasha Naomi program with those champions? Yes. It's and notice how the guys similar. didn't like, walk you out. Go, hey, that's kind of stupid. It's exactly like the men's thing you're doing. Maybe we don't do it. And then you go like, I think I'm going to possibly walk away from this. Well, no, I mean, the, the Sasha walking away was it still doesn't make a ton of sense uh, to be upset. Like I'm upset that I wasn't the main event of WrestleMania. And then I'm upset that you're not taking titles that you don't take seriously. Seriously is a flimsy excuse to say we're walking out. It feels like this is just what they wanted to do, and they looked for any excuse. Well, so did I, and so did millions of wrestling fans. Yes. They're <laughs> actually the most relatable characters because yeah. we all walked away from yeah, them. I was about to you, Mike, because this was, this was about to be out. the most serious conversation we had on the podcast. So. Uh, you know, I, 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 try. I appreciate it. Most of us it. can relate to Naomi of your idiot friend just did something and you have to back them even though you don't want to. Well, that's how I got yeah, you your guys idiot all... friend and your idiot husband. <laughs> I feel like that's how I got all you guys to do this podcast. So uh, exactly. let's go to number two in our four horse count. See what I did there? Dynamite no. or dud. No. Hour one, uh, the cage match, steel cage match between Sean Spears and Wardlow. Uh, Jericho backstage with the Jericho Appreciation Society. He uh, throws a fireball somebody's face uh, i can't even get through it robert Does don't he... shake your head it's supposed to be shit oh, I, I, i'm not wizard, saying dude, he's so a wizard it's uh, great H- hangman adam page and cm punk square off in a very interesting segment i thought private party versus moxley and kingston uh and owen hart package that was very well done i thought backstage and a ring of honor tag title match the ftr Verse Rapongi Vice with an interference by Empire, Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb, leading to a, a very rare disqualification in AEW. Um, uh, let's start out with Scott. What did you think, man? Oh, I thought the first hour was a blast. I mean, I guess we'll go into more detail because we are going to um to kind of preview double or nothing and give our predictions so we could talk about, I guess, yeah, the I we'll, segment I, and those things. So, so maybe we th- may as well go uh, this hour, this hour, segment. you know, we'll talk about uh, the Ocon thing because FTR isn't on the, um, uh, on the pay-per-view. So look, I like that there was an interference. Obviously I thought the match was very good. There was botches in the interference. Now were they Ocon's fault? I thought so at first, but when you rewatch it, it is Cobb doesn't drop right away when he should have and then trent thought okan moved his hand to drop him when he was actually just like expressing emotion with his with the rest of his body and so trent like went to go through the table before that was messy and botchy and you don't want to fucking botch when you're like an invading force attacking people but otherwise i did think it was very cool and and i do believe that ftr is going to win some form of gold 
at Forbidden Door, and I hope it's the uh, IWGP tag titles. I think that would be very cool for them. And an awesome match, whoever they may be fighting, because United Empire aren't the tag champs. Uh, but they are they are really great. And Okan is really great, too. Uh, yeah, those botches didn't look great, though. Yeah, my, my thought, like, seeing that was, like... I, and I don't mean this as an insult at all. all and, I, and I realize what Tony, Con, Tony Khan's done is he's created the professional independence. You know, like, where it's just like, yeah, this is a place where everybody who's not in WWE can, you know, fight, whether you like it or not. I like it most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, and what's interesting is that the story that is the most over in the company is two homegrown guys where everything that has happened between them is in the company. So, <laughs> well, MJF you know, and Wardlow feels like a actually a, like a great old WWE feud. Yeah, it's fucking great. Oh, it's I want to see more of this here because stuff like Rapungi Vice, like I, I'm not against it a principle but you got to tell me like why it matters it's like all right so trent's with this guy and now he's with this guy like and rocky romero just showed up i don't i have no idea why he wears an eye patch i just don't it's like okay this was the thing that it already had i and i say this with the, you know the marvel movies are the most convoluted they've ever been you can't just like have something in there and you know it's like that's have context and um dude the the, the two, scene after dr strange because i haven't seen the movie but i saw the post credit scene i'm like whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa what are we trying to do here no oh, don't oh. don't before you get kind of upset well yeah, yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right oh i'm saying okay. Okay. scene after doctor this dear is all dan saint germain how yeah, dare yeah. you ruin <laughs> Look. Yeah, three-week-old movie. Um, but anyways, uh, if you cared, you'd <laughs> like that's there. a thing. <laughs> People don't have money. But They're saving the money to go see, see Doctor Mike, Strange. Mike, Doctor Strange this to Memorial me, Day no. weekend, and then Dan blows it for them. Here's I didn't the thing. say Doctor anything. Here's the thing. What Doctor Strange two needed was Excalibur very quickly talking about everything that ever happened with these characters ever <laughs> as right before they show up. Because now I know. Not only did Rapungi Vice challenge for the Ring of Honor tag titles three times, but Rocky Romero has held other bullshit titles, tag titles, four different <laughs> times in other companies. I don't fucking care. They're, they're, it, it, the entire story was that FTR was talking about how these guys are clowns and they don't take wrestling seriously. And then they came out and had a very serious, very physical match when then two other dudes one of whom we saw once on Ring of on AEW TV before, and Jeff Cobb, but never saw Good the team before. He, he and lost. then the most Jim Cornette thought of my life was, "Why the fuck did they have their music queued up? If this was a surprise attack from <laughs> outsiders, why did the production truck have the United Empire music queued up and ready to go?" And also, why does Jeff Cobb look like a roided-out version of the Hawaiian Punch logo? But anyway, that's his entire existence. Man, I, I'm into I'm into that though. So right? I was gonna say like the the Ocon and Cobb thing. Like, if you're gonna do this Forbidden Door thing, like you know they've just had people trickling through the Forbidden Door, and none of them have been the big stars of New Japan. Like, it feels. I know we're gonna hopefully get Okada or Tanahashi. Hey, we got he, Jay White. <laughs> yeah, I'm enough joking. said. But like, you gotta you gotta lead with your big guys because this right now is already feeling like the WCW invasion. Like, 
we've got friend of the show Lance Storm and <laughs> just incredible, you know, and 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 these um these Ring of Honor matches just feel like Booker T versus Buff Bagwell, <laughs> and it's like just take the good Booker T's, get them over, and get rid of the Buff Bagwells. And 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 the other thing I just wanted to say about this hour. I really did appreciate, you know, we're not going to get, you know, it's fucking a sad week. I like when commentators address the world and it makes you feel like, like this is something, I don't think WWE would ever do this, but JR just being sincere. I love that. And then you cut to Excalibur (laughs) and I don't know how to feel as a wrestling fan because I'm almost like, just do the single shot. Cause he just, he looks so silly whenever they talk about serious. <laughs> it is it is crazy to like hear the tragic details of this school shooting and then look over and there's a guy in a luchador mask with a little beard with Come a soul on, man, patch. Take no, the mask Michael, off. I do not believe you, Michael. How many times have you cried while a man in a mask has has been in the in the frame? Oh no, you know what? You <laughs> Does know what he need a me? cape, Mike? <laughs> Scott, Scott, that's exactly. I was gonna say that's what it, you know. What it makes me think of is whenever they have a superhero funeral in a comic book, and you have like like Tony Stark is there in a suit, and you know like all you know Peter Parker, but then the, the thing Hulk is, is eating his underwear. <laughs> it's grieving time (laughs) it was also weird placement because i don't know if we're talking about everything from the first hour how we're structuring this is who the fuck knows but you have this great emotional high of that wardlow mjf segment and as a viewer you're watching this like this was really great this is really wonderful and then they immediately bring you down and it just felt it. It, it was very deflated. Somewhere, you of course, know. you say it's somewhere, but I wouldn't pick the emotional high spot of the entire episode. Is the point in time that there? If there's one thing AEW is good at, they have lulls. It's called hour two. So you <laughs> could have t- said it at some point in time and moved on, but not when you did something that was like it was. Uh, you know, we'll talk about it, but it was awesome. And then you go right to this. It was just, it, it felt you guys like are a, nuts. This is, cr- this is, crazy. I was, I was, I was okay <laughs> with it. I'm only, Scott, I'm, I'm not, I'm not deriding it at all. I think I, I praised it. I think it was, a, I, I, it's also <laughs> a, a rare thing. I think it deserves mention just because it does make this company different than the other company in a really positive way. That Wardlow match was great, too. Yeah. Hey, they really, you know, the Wardlow thing, and I mean, I, we said we were going to get into it in the Double or Nothing preview. But no, when no, they announced no, we said the was we were going we to go over Dynamite, and as we went over Dynamite, oh, okay. we would then talk about Oh, that's about what we wanted to do. Yeah, oh, okay, that's, okay. So, you, so yeah, start with the beginning of the show. No, no, we're going to do predictions after I don't know what the fuck but, we're doing. I, right. I just showed up late to work. Uh, <laughs> what happened on Power Hour? I was going to do a pipe bomb on all of you guys, but now I'm not going to because that's what you would want. <laughs> oh, it's got everybody talking and, and it, and it, what's going to happen is exactly what I said was going to happen. I, I think Scott's so right. Good. I actually enjoyed it's so the good. It's, for that it's, reason. it's so good. Uh, I love it. If you guys uh, are Scott's Scott's uh, theory, which, which I think is an interesting theory and I hope happens is that hangman Adam page isn't a heel He's a baby face that realizes punk is a heel before we do. And punk is going to turn on him. at well, It's not a theory though. It's like very obvious w- what it's being laid out. Like anybody who's questioning it, I go like, are you paying attention? Yeah. 
that's what we've been talking about for quite a while that punk yeah, exactly as a heel is. is is much stronger coming out of it the problem is hangman is not looking good building up to this he's not uh, supposed to because because you're not supposed to think that punk is going to turn heel no, no, but he, he look uh, it, it, it's listen he this is what's like supposed to happen ready 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 Ready? JR at the end. Hangman knew! Hangman knew! <laughs> By God, we should have listened to Hangman! Because that's all the all times Bret Hart was right while he complained got him over as a that's super baby happen. face. I like that Scott thinks that JR will have that much energy in his voice at the end <laughs> yeah, of the show. Yeah, by hour six. By yeah. hour six of double or nothing. Yeah, yeah. that's when do? his CBD oil kicks in. God, he had some, he had some real weird lines in that second hour, which will which I guess we'll get to right there. It's the ladies matches where he's just like, well, mm, Tani's looking good tonight. <laughs> All right. Oh well, man. I, I'm just going to touch uh, on him. Him having to say Swerve's house really, really makes me want to kill myself. That's just mean <laughs> to make him say S's or put over a black guy. Both of those. <laughs> Whose house is equally. it? Swerve's house. What the hell is he but doing in my house? Jan's house. Yes. Oh. Oh, just saying i was a it was a tribute a- anyway uh i was gonna notice on third star because this is we've gone so far off the rails it's fantastic uh i liked the the spears wardlow cage match was fine i liked uh mjf's ref stripe shirt thing that had his burberry uh logo embedded into it that no was one clever. called an mj ref what the fuck that's true um the key stuff was kind of funny. Wardlow ripping the the, the, the the handcuffs apart was a cool visual. I don't ever want to see someone take a, a chair shot to the head again. Uh, it was that took me out of it because it's like, dude, Max, you know better to do wait, that. Wait, 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 but they do know better. It's it's a prop chair. They're not going to do that. It's like basically illegal now to hit a guy in the head it's with a chair. Basically like basically illegal. But dude, what, dude, no. how much you want to bet it's a prop chair? Let, let's contact some people and find out. Scott. I got three words for you. Jeff Hardy promo. <laughs> That's true. Oh, that Jericho that Society promo. Chair. The reason I was shaking my head, the fireball was fun. The wizard line was fun. It was shot out of focus, and that's inexcusable for a professional television show. Uh, I don't care who you are. Um, <laughs> Punk bringing up the, the good things that Sometimes happened. I feel face. like Robert is like yelling at us before prom. I'm know? not yelling. At him. <laughs> no, I, I know that. I know that Tony's listening because he listens to every piece of wrestling content ever. Since no I one doubt he to listens. Him. He know. has nothing better to do. What else is he going to do? He's got to uh, watch it. He's got to, you know, pretend to know about football, right? And soccer. I, I think yes. he may know some stuff about soccer, but he, I feel like soccer is right up his alley. Uh, and then uh, Moxley and Eddie Kingston beating up Private Party, great. And we talking about Mark the- Quinn's fucking white ass beard. He looks like ninety years old. <laughs> All right, that's just me. He is that's his that's his gimmick. He's aging rapidly. Didn't you watch on AEW Dark Elevation where he sold his soul in order to age? Pay attention to the fucking product, Dan. I'm sorry. All right, hour two. We have Jeff Hardy promo, um, which. Maybe my favorite promo of the year. I mean, thank God. I will. All right, we'll get into it. But like, all all I'll say is there the the real benefit of AEW not scripting these promos is Jeff Hardy. Yes, somebody like Thunder Rosa really needs a writer. Jeff Hardy does not need a writer. <laughs> Just let him fucking talk. All his crazy 
gobbledygook. It yeah. sounded like he was describing the plot of Willow. I don't know what the fuck was happening. Um, it's not bad. <laughs> we'll you know what it on. is? A guy like Jeff Hardy, he he has these uh, these feelings that he can't commit to. Like he's like, I don't believe in time, right? So then when he's got to cut a promo, he's like, in four days, uh, like hypothetically, as if we were like he's like trying to like unexplain time and shit. There was like five <laughs> moments where he tried to like back out of reality <laughs> while explaining a thing. It was so weird. It was Maybe so I'm weird alone here, but. I actually thought Matt was good. Yeah, yeah. This the best promo Matt's cut in the company. Yeah. No, but it's no, also no like doubt, he's got to be just normal afterwards because like he's like, all right, nobody just understood what my brother just said, so I just got to get down to – I just got to <laughs> hit – We were better than you when we were babies. It was such a great line. <laughs> uh, all right, triple, uh, triple threat. There's a triple threat match. Jungle Boy, Ricky Starts, and uh, Swerve Scott – Lambert Mania, of course. Tony Storm versus Britt Baker and Samoa Joe. Oh, there was a Thunder Rosa promo and uh, Samoa Joe. You sound like Tony Khan. Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, is there anything more to say about this Jeff Hardy promo? If you haven't seen it, go out of your way to watch this fucking promo, man. I mean, go look a toad and understand it better than us. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy, dude. It's it was kind of sad, though, when they were like, we were just like you and that we had religion and we were straight edge and look at us now. And they're <laughs> the baby. Why even bring that up, right? That was weird. Yeah, like, and then they try to blame the industry. Like, you, if you guys came up the way that we did, you'd be fucked up on drugs, too. <laughs> <laughs> we never smoke or drank because our parents loved us and knew what the devil would do. <laughs> uh all right. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I just thought it was awesome that that whole promo was so ridiculous. Oh yeah. Like, no, I mean, it was. You watch that promo and you are in North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Well, I get the like the North Carolina like guy who thinks he's a hippie. You know, like he's like I'm different oh, yeah. than all these these Earthlings around here. Um. Yeah. It was. Uh. There was the the Jr. talking about Jungle Boy maturing was kind of creepy. I don't know if you guys caught that. His body's really filling out there. Notice those yeah. those pectorals yeah. are looking uh, looking mighty fine. I you know that triple threat match. You know what I you know what I would I would love to see that match again because this felt like it felt like practice for a great match at some point. And uh, Dan Lambert is just Dennis Miller. That's what I realized. Every every time he talks, it's just a it's just a twenty twenty two Dennis Miller bit. Um. I'm still on it over Dennis Miller's heel turn. It really, that one broke me. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he went after my old boss. Um, what did you think about this, uh, second hour, Robert? Uh, I liked the, uh, the triple threat. I, I, I get your point. It did feel like it was a precursor to something bigger, but a, it was nice to see Swerve actually wrestle on dynamite and not, yeah. uh, on rampage at three o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the, this Lambert stuff makes less than zero sense where they've now doubled back to be like, oh yeah, I guess we're the heels, uh, but we're getting a title made, even though there were two TNT titles, which means Lambert has a TNT title that you could just give him. Uh, Thunder Rosa, people were mad that she wasn't on TV and now she was on TV and this is why she's not on TV. Uh, she needs to be heavily scripted. It needs to be filmed her talking over her own music at the end. I just, I felt terrible for her. Uh, Britt and Tony was okay. 
Uh, I don't know if Tony was just off a step because she, you know, got popped in the nose and was bleeding or, or what it was, but it did not feel great. And there were, there were, there was some slowness to it. There was some disjointed stuff to it. Uh, I enjoyed Samoa Joe, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, this is why you bring a guy like Kyle O'Reilly in to wrestle matches like this and to never, ever, ever, ever fucking talk. Uh, this worked. Joe looked like a monster. And that's how you're supposed to book Samoa Joe. So maybe we can, maybe they'll, they'll not totally fuck this up by involving Jay Lethal and Sutton. I mean, they're going to fuck it up and involve those guys, but at least, you know, watching Joe beat up Adam Cole will be cathartic for Mike. <laughs> He's going to lose to Adam Cole. Um, and it's, you know, um, Cole's going to need a stepladder to try to pin him. Dude, when he came out at the end and just lifted his little baby arms up, oh. But um, I, I thought this hour was okay. I I only had like 20 minutes to watch this, and I was able to easily, which was great. <laughs> um, didn't, I, you know, I watched all the promos and stuff, and then, you know, the matches were felt like foregone conclusions. I watched the end of all of them. Um, I, I love that. I'm pretty sure, like, Luchasaurus ran out and uh, fucking Hobbs ran out. And then Keith Lee came out to his theme. <laughs> Just, like, walked around. <laughs> yeah. like, yes. He's part of United Empire. Did you not know that, Mike? They get special entrances. <laughs> I, I mean... I will say that segment like made me a little excited about the match just in sense. Oh yeah, it is little guy, big guy three times. Hey man, that. me too. Cause I'm not happy that this match. I mean, there could be so many other tag matches, you know, but no, that, that I was FTR like, Ooh, this is, is going to be fucking fun, man. The fact that FTR is not on this card. Uh, criminal criminal. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, whatever. no FTR, um, no Darby. No. Well, city. Darby did post a tweet saying he's going to do something now. Is it, you know, is it set himself on fire? I don't know, but he's doing something on Sunday. And I would have, I would have uh, put Tony Storm over because I, I feel like Britt is one of those. Uh, she's a heel that can take a loss. She's one of the only like real characters in the division, along with Jade. Um, and Tony, it's like. She's going to be another Ruby Riot, like, you know, where she'll just be on dark half the time and the ship will sail. And I thought that this could have been a good moment for her. I don't know why they didn't capitalize on it. I, I don't, you don't, you don't need to push Brit for Brit to be over, but you kind of need to push Tony or I think the fans are going to give up on her. And my favorite thing with the Thunder Rosa thing was this is the real me. I'm like, wait, so you're just an imposter when you paint half your face? <laughs> yes. In real life, she wears stupid cowboy hats. Yeah, this was, I mean, yeah, man. I I don't know if there's, what was the last time there was a feud with two worst people on, on the mic? I, I want to say almost Lashley, but like Lashley's gotten a little bit better. And at least you have MVP there. Deeb and Rosa, man. What if Darby's plan like, is he puts on a wig? Every week? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what's his plan, Scott? He puts on a wig and is just is just Thunder Rosa. <laughs> or he uh, he he could be he could do the Enzo, just sit in the crowd with a wig on. Oh man, man, I can't wait for this Rosa Enzo. That is that may be one of my favorite moments in wrestling was Enzo sneaking in to Survivor Series with a fake wig. I mean, you don't get much better than that. 
<laughs> Anybody else have any hour two? Scott, what was your feelings hour two? I was, oh, I was a that. big fan of the triple threat, and I thought the O'Reilly Joe match was uh was awesome, and I liked the ending, and you know it highlighted the the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, should be cool. Yeah, I, I really do not. I mean, I know I think Cole's gonna win for the men, and then what? Maybe Baker, and then it's like a couple. Yeah, who has the cup, or or one of them wins and the other doesn't, and it makes the other like be jealous. Who the hell knows? But uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought this was a great show that that really highlighted, um, you know, all the major matches for uh, Sunday. Speaking of Sunday, uh, Mike, do you have any thoughts on this hour too? I think Mike is frozen, or am I frozen? No, no I Mike's think Mike frozen. is frozen. Yeah, Mike's, Mike's frozen. frozen. Well, let's get to our double or nothing predictions. We'll start out. Dan Housen and Hook versus Mark Sterling and Tony Nese. Um, of course, Hook and Dan Housen are going to go over. And I hope that Tony Nese has to return to his seat in the arena right afterwards. <laughs> I think he didn't, and has to watch the rest of the show. Because that's what I had to do on Comedy Knockout. And fucking Tony Nese should have to do it too. Um, what do, who do you got for this, Scott? Yeah, it's 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 got to be uh, you know Danhausen and Hook. They rule. It's a blast. I think there's going to be a very fun comedy uh, match. That is, dude, this crowd is going to be so fucking hot. And to open with this, it is going to be such a. Now I don't know if I'm watching this live, but I I certainly think anybody who is is going to have a blast and, and I don't think less usually you know on like a big weekend I go go out what are you doing staying home on a Sunday night that you know you don't have work on a Monday but uh this genuinely is a fun card and like this match opening it is just a party it's super fun Tony Newton's is one of those underrated finishers it's awesome oh yeah man uh Robert who you got it's going to be Hook uh, and Dan Housen. I'm bummed that this is not part of the main show just because, to Scott's point, you're going to get a great crowd reaction for, for Hook and Dan Housen. But when it's a pre-show, you still have people funneling in. You know, people try to get there on time, but they don't all do. And you have people that are walking down to their seats. And for this sort of these guys together for the first time, they deserve a full arena packed and focused on them and cheering i would have moved like the anna j jade cargill match to the pre-show and put these guys on the main on the main card to get that great reaction mike who do you got um is it this hook housing yes oh um yeah i i think hook housing takes it um you know like jr says i don't trust anyone with five colors of hair uh I I think this is perfect for the pre-show. I mean, when when we went to Double or Nothing a few years ago for the Battle Royale, it was pretty packed. I mean, these fans are regular fans, and they know this is opening. They're going to be there. I think that this will be super over. This is the perfect thing to start the show with. Like this, is, like I'm excited for this. Like I'm having people over, and I'm like, come over at four thirty when I usually say five because people want to see this match. So, uh, but I think Hook has and wins. It'll be a fun moment. I, I think Hook can be built into something more serious, but, you know, he's still got lots of years. House of Black versus Death Triangle. 
I think this could be Dark Horse match of the night, but they've done so many versions of it. Nobody really cares. Yeah, man, this is super tough. You know, this is a thing where you go like, why don't you make uh, Rampage a suit? You know, wh- why don't you make this the, what, they're in LA the next Wednesday, right? Like, yeah. bill it as like a super special Wednesday night. I mean, you bill every week is super special anyway, so do it there this is something that makes this show feel bloated it is pretty bloated but i do think it's going to be an awesome match yeah um, well i'm gonna be at that show on yeah. june 1st uh so don't wish that on me scott oh you know that would be a great match for you to see man i don't give a shit about any of these guys because they're you know house of black is terrible um i want to see ray get a singles push i want to see Pac just admit that he'd rather be home and happy and i want to see uh penta and dan housing together in a fun tag uh <laughs> so um and and house of black just forever on dark uh and 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 maybe they could rehab malachi black at some point because right now these guys it's just it this doesn't feel important it doesn't feel special I, this should be on the pre-show more than a dan housing match because at least they're over Anna J versus Jade Cargill. Mike, who do you got? I have Jade Cargill, and also I predict JR will say all the exact things about Anna J on Sunday that he said about Jungle Boy yesterday. <laughs> She's maturing quite nicely. Robert, who do you got? <laughs> Her. Uh, oh, first of all, for the, the other one, I have uh, Judgment Day probably winning. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward oh, to that. Dear God, um, man. That's the, my, you think, my, I mean, Robert, my question, do you think judgment day is the worst thing in wrestling right now? Uh, it's pretty close. Yeah. I to, think it is the worst thing in wrestling. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking terrible. Uh, having to sit through it, uh, for the Anna J Jade Cargill match. My hope is that Jr. at some point calls, uh, calls Anna J life when he, when describing her. That she's thin and supple. Uh, that's my hope. Uh, otherwise, the match is going to be fucking awful. Jade Cargill can't wrestle, and she's your champion. So you have to keep her in these small squash matches and then only let her wrestle on pay-per-view where people are like, well, we're going to see a bunch of other good stuff, so who cares? Yeah, but she makes me want to see her matches more than most people that can wrestle. Like, she has gotten much better on promos, like, so I do feel like she's got a valid place in the company. And that's how you know Mike was an 80s wrestling fan. The promos really talk me in, even though the matches themselves are going to suck. You're going to have a night full of good matches. It's good to have that's characters what I just to give said. a shit about. You're gonna, is, this is your, your uh, almost Lashley match, and it'll yeah. be fine, um, I guess. It's just I weird. Mean, they just I don't came know, together I mean, out of Anna Jay is, is not great in the ring, man. <laughs> Like nope. she's not great, and so, we've already I, seen I this Cody mismatch. Yeah, I think <laughs> it could be pretty rough. Scott, who, who do you got, Jade? Oh uh, yeah, Jade, of course. All right, Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club, along with Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful. For me, um, this is the biggest question mark out of every match. Um, for both whether it's going to be good and the winner, because I can see. I, I, you know, Blackpool Combat Club, 
is a new faction. <laughs> Jericho Appreciation Society is a new faction. They both kind of need a win. I think it'll probably be Jericho Appreciation Society just because Jericho lost to Kingston. But uh, yeah, this this match is whether it will be good or not. I would have. I think it would have been great in the. You know, I think they would have had a great blood and guts match. I don't know if they're going to have a great, um, you know, just, I guess, no holds barred match. Scott, who do you got for this? I think this will be a fun match. This will be like the Sting Darby Allen match of the show since we're not getting that. Um, I want to say Jericho Appreciation Society just because they can win in a sports entertaining way. And if Blackpool loses, the idea is they can get angrier and grittier and focus harder. Whereas if Jericho loses, where do they go from there? They become more sports entertaining. Maybe I just feel like Blackpool, if they get a loss, they could get pissed and really blow the fuck up, you know? Yeah. I agree with that. And then Yuna comes back and he's like, stop fighting mom and dad. (laughs) We can only hope. He's See, Jericho's got like a little propeller hat. <laughs> Jericho folks, the Jericho guys can lose because Jericho can say wins and losses don't matter in sports entertainment. <laughs> I would love that. Oh, love on the, that. But on the other that. hand, my fear is they're going to go the sports entertainment route and go the only sports entertainment finish there is, which is a Montreal screw job. Um, it's, it's, it's one way or the other. I think you're, you're not going to get a clean, whatever it'll be wacky and they're going to brawl all over the place and you're going to have you know props and shit that the jericho people are going to use and moxie's just going to get angry um but if blackpool is going to be taken seriously they can't lose and this is a match where you have to have a winner so i guess it's got to be blackpool all right the hardys versus the young buck oh i didn't didn't get my thought you got who you got um yeah, this is this match encapsulates why I didn't go to Vegas for the show. Like, and I'm like four hours away, kind of interested, but it's like last pay per view, you had Brian and Moxley, and that was great. And you had Jericho and Kingston, and that was great. This does like this, I think, could be fun, but it's like guys as big and over who can get other people over, like. Mox and Danielson shouldn't be in a match like this. Um, but I feel like I think, yeah, I do think Blackpool will win. Um, and uh, at, at the same time, I feel like you could be doing so much better with some of the talent here. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think it was just a way for the get everybody on the card, but you know, like it is a loaded fucking card, man. Uh, it is, yeah. The, the I, also, I also think, and, and, and I kind of hope, and what I've noticed they're doing is this Forbidden Door pay-per-view, which wasn't, you know, a planned pay-per-view in the beginning of the year, seems to be, it, like, it's going to have a lot of these guys that aren't the focus of this pay-per-view. So you're going to get the FTRs, and that's probably when you're going to get the Moxley single and the, you know, the Danielson single. I'm not saying that means anything or that, yeah, they should obviously, I mean, Brian Danielson should have a fucking singles match every show. Of the yeah. Week, yeah. You know? I mean, but this is a match where I are. feel like you can build towards the Forbidden Door. Like, that is one of my fears of this pay-per-view. You know, like, I mean, look, it happened fucking yesterday. Like, you know, run-ins by people that we're supposed to think are big stars, but we don't, you know, most people don't know. I, I feel if you get, like, one, if you get one Okada, like, one, you know, Naito, 
that's a big moment. But yeah, I think that's what careful. you get next week, Mike. I think it's LA. It, you yeah. know, it makes sense. It's the quickest flight from Japan. There's already the LA dojo and shit. So yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what you get. That'll be great. All right. Hardy's versus Young Bucks. Who do you got, Mike? Um, I've got uh, dealers profiting off both sides. No, uh, <laughs> no, this, I mean, this is one of those, like, I am, like, I am excited for this. Uh, I, you know, the promo yesterday was a little weird, but like, I think they could have promoted this better. It, it, it is a legit dream match. Um, and, and look, the Hardys told us they're leaving soon. So that's great. Uh, <laughs> we buried the lead there. Uh, I, I definitely think the Bucks should win this, but, I feel like I don't, you know, I don't think this will be like match of the night in terms of work great, but it might be in terms of like feeling like an emotion and, and nostalgia and stuff. Like if the, if, if the, bu- the bucks, you know, can make anyone look good. If they can make the Hardys look half as good as they were before they're over prime, uh, when they're just in their prime prime, uh, this will be amazing. I, I think, this is the match too that people who don't watch a lot of wrestling, you know, Scott's bachelor party is like, Oh, that's fucking cool. They're going to do something cool. Robert and Scott go uh, back and forth as I plug my vape in. I am less uh, excited for this just because I get that it's a dream match on paper. We we're not getting the Jeff Hardy or the Matt Hardy that you had five years ago, two years ago. I just haven't seen Jeff, especially during his return to AEW, looked great. And even when they put him in there with Darby, they were able to cover it up because there were ladders and they were putting each other through through tables and that shit. That's not what you have here. And I feel like you're going to get nostalgia for a little bit, but it's not going to be anywhere near as good as you would think or hope it is. And it feels a little bit like when Jim Ross always talks about when they got, when WWF got Vader. And it was like, we I wish we had Vader years before in his prime yes i wish we saw the hardys and the and the bucks at their prime on a big stage we're going to get it it's great that it's happening i just don't think it's going to be any good uh it'll be passable but i just think it's going to be you're going to kind of feel sad like this could have been better than it was that being said i think because you are trying to do this hardys over whatever bullshit uh, they have to win in order to go challenge for the, the AEW tag titles because they have to win every title that exists for their legacy. So they would have to win here since wins and losses matter sometimes. <laughs> I think uh, I think the Bucks tell a really good story in the ring, uh, especially in, in pay-per-view matches, really. I, I mean, every AEW pay-per-view, they've maybe had the best match on the show. Um, and it's definitely like brought the most emotion out of a crowd, even when you least expect it. So we expect it in this match. So I think it's going to be pretty bonkers. I mean, now it's just up to like Hardy to Jeff and Matt, uh, to, you know, hit their cues, which obviously I'm worried about, but I think the match they plan is going to be very good. Whatever happens, I'm not exactly sure. Oh, I hope <laughs> I'm wrong. I hope Dude, I'm I think wrong. The plan and this is going to be awesome. beautiful. Like I think it's going to be a very, very good. I would love for this to open the show, uh, because I 
think it does deserve a hot crowd. I mean, shit, everything deserves a hot crowd. I wouldn't risk it because of the things you guys are saying. And like, you want a surefire thing, I think, you know, with a hot crowd. But I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, my actual thought on this is if they go 12, it'll be great but they're going to want to go 18 and those last six minutes will make the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, you go, okay, are they just going to go fuck the rules and use weapons or is this, or is this them setting up that eventual match that will be better? And so all we're going to see here is a tag match that is very good passable or whatever. I think all we're going to get here is a tag match because you have that arena anarchy thing where you're getting all the Gaga so you don't want to repeat spots here. Yeah, but brother, brother, this is AEW. They'll bring out barbed wire in fucking four of seven matches. Yeah, they don't give yeah. a shit. Jurassic- yeah, they, they have unprotected chair shots in matches where there aren't chairs. <laughs> Jurassic Express versus Team Taz versus Limitless House. I don't know what they're calling themselves, so I, I made that up. But The House of Black. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it is... Uh, the Rampagers. Yeah. I mean, I think this is this is pretty. This is going to be Jurassic Express because they're going to eventually lose to Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, what do you think, Scott? Um, which match? <laughs> Thanks, man. The triple threat tag. Oh gosh, it's got to be Jungle Boy Luchasaurus, man. Um, I am surprisingly more interested in this match than I thought I would be. I, I somehow am interested in the other tag teams, even though they were thrown together. I think they are cool. I think Keith Lee and Swerver are fun. I want to see them do double teams, and their double team is a really great move. I don't know if you guys have watched Rampage, but it's a good one. No, it's um, good. Yeah, yeah. And so I think this match is going to be a blast. I think Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus will botch twice, and we'll go, hey, at least it wasn't three times, and I think it'll just be a lot of fun. And I hope in some way there's maybe, I don't know, because you want FTR on the pay-per-views. So you go, where do they where do they land? Like, do they come out at the end? Do they not? I don't know. Do you wait for that to happen at the end of Forbidden Door? Blech, I don't know. But yeah, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus. And it'll be a really fun match. Um, uh, who do you got, Mike? Robert? I think that I, I think it should be Team Taz. I think that um, I don't think I don't think those guys were thrown together. They've been around a good while. I mean, they don't always tag, but they're pretty great together. And I think that you got to start working on Hobbs as your next Wardlow. I think that that guy could be a fucking star. I also think Starks can, and I think that together, you know, for like a year or two, call him the Stark Foundation. <laughs> I think you could really do something with them. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I really, yeah, don't think they are great at booking baby faces because but between, yeah, Paige, Rosa, and these guys, none of them feel like actual champs of their division. Robert, who do you got? Uh, so I feel like Swerve and Keith Lee could use the tag titles since they've been less than spectacular since they've been on AEW, not because they're not talented workers, but just they haven't been spotlighted at all. Uh, I feel like it has to stay with Lucha, with uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy 
partially because I don't want to see the Christian heel turn yet because I don't want to have to sit and watch that for the next couple months. But I think those guys <laughs> losing the, the tag titles to the Hardys so the Hardys can win or losing them to FTR so FTR have all the titles, whatever it is, is more interesting than it being on thrown together teams. And you can continue the Starks and uh, Hobbs feud with, with uh, Keith Lee and Strickland without needing the tag titles involved. Britt Baker versus, I mean, we, do we know if it's Ruby Riot yet? We we don't. Who do we actually? Was it taped? Yeah. No, it was, it was no, page live. Week, no, it's live this uh, week. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll skip that one then. Samoa Joe versus. Oh, no, the answer was Britt Baker anyway, Dan. Yeah. You think so? You think it'll be her and, and Cole kind yeah. of? Uh, you're, yeah. You're going to, yeah. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. Robert? It'll be Cole. Um, I think, yeah, having having the the first and you know the winners be the couple is makes sense. Joe winning doesn't do anything because he's already, he already has something meaningless in the Ring of Honor TV title, and he's involved in a fucking feud that I never ever want to see. So give it to Adam Cole so he has something, and it'll be fun to watch him try to pick it up. <laughs> Mike. Either, either he can lift it or his arms just are spaghetti and extend down to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay. I think it's going to be Adam Cole and it actually is a great tribute to Owen Hart, who was known for his practical jokes. <laughs> you know, this is a, this is a Owen rib on the audience, and we're all uh, still being like, "What?" Um, I think that this is, I, I, I want it to be Joe. I think God, man, like Joe is just busy with the Satnam Singh stuff and all of that shit. Which let's hope that doesn't play into this match. I think it might, um, dude. Joe gets yeah, down with the worst shit, man. I, I think I know poor guy. I think it's gonna be cool though. Um I, I I want it to be Joe, but it won't. Yeah, I'm in I'm in that same put me in that same camp. Um let's do our women's AEW title, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. Hopefully the gimmick isn't a live mic match. Scott, who do you uh who do you got for this? Rosa. It'll be I think it'll be a very good match. Yeah, and it'll be Rosen. I think the match the match has got to be better than the build. So, Robert, for sure. For sure. Uh, this match is going to be very slow, very boring. A lot of rest holds because Serena Deeb is the professor. So you're going to get a single leg crab for about 11 minutes. Uh, the the crowd's going to die a horrible death. Thunder Rosa is going to win. Uh, Mike, this is I think this is the first match uh, show they've had with three women's matches. So. Uh, which is amazing that Tony hasn't tweeted that yet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think, yeah, I think it's going to be Rosa. And I I think the match is going to be good enough that we all look at each other and go, oh, that's why they hired them. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Um, Scott, who do you got? I thought I already said. No, did you said already Rosa. say Rosa? Yeah. Robert, you said. You we said all Rosa. said Rosa. Right. Yeah, remember, remember, this is a baby face versus heel match where the heel uh, had to deal with old perverts and was forced to get breast implants. 
<laughs> yes. This fucking company. Sometimes. And then and then spoke her Me Too truth, and then Thunder Rosa blamed her during her promo this week. Uh, I, I don't, well, I mean, if you want to, she watch, did. If, She's like you. You know, no, you talk about what you did I to mean, your body. No, I, that was I'm your using choice. This a, I'm using this as a shameless plug for our five dollar tier, Southern Sports Entertainment. With we are right around that time that Triple H drug Stephanie and holy shit how they present that in that company is fucking crazy uh, but we know that it actually had a happy ending in real life so <laughs> yeah. for all the marble what stephanie stepping down no but for all the mar- oh. for all the for all the marbles in the world uh hangman on page we're cm punk for the aw world title um, I, I think it's, uh, I think what Scott predicted is going to happen. And I kind of, I kind of hope that happens, but it would be kind of funny if they do the fucking, since hangman page for me is like Bret Hart's first title run where they do the WrestleMania nine finish, you know, where he loses to punk, but then I don't know where Hogan comes in. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I got, I mean, I got punk for winning the title for this, uh, Scott, who do you got? Yeah, I think Punk wins the title. If Hangman does win, the storyline would be literally, and that's why it would be a little too odd, is that Punk is further, you know, causing dissension between Hangman and the fans, thinking that, oh, Hangman is wrong about Punk Mm -hmm. until he wins it all out. But why would you turn heel in Chicago? Chicago would just cheer anyway. So I think Punk needs to turn heel. This Sunday, he becomes the champion. We have a summer of punk. You know, Hangman was trying to protect punk. Uh, we'll protect AEW from punk. And that's because when a- when punk is champion, he's a motherfucker. And uh, he cannot have the gold because he will go on a reign of terror. And that, I think, is what's going to happen, uh, which is really cool and fun. How-, how it gets there, I don't know. How punk turns on him, whether it's Hangman giving in to him finally, like, Oh, okay. I will agree with the fans. You know, he is a guy that's out here just trying to do good or whatever the hell. I, I don't know, but I think it'll be an awesome story. It'll be interesting to see like what MJF does as the number two heel in the company. I mean, I guess he already has been with Kenny, but um, it'll be interesting. Who do you got, Robert? Uh, CM Punk. This uh, the Hangman experiment as champion did not work. They, uh, they didn't spotlight him properly. Punk will reset the company and make the, the entire show about the champion, about him as the champion, and him turning heel as champion, where you have challengers with Moxley, with Danielson, with Joe, bringing back Kenny Omega as a babyface, babyface Wardlow down the road. There are so many top main event style matches for punk going forward and that's even without getting to a hangman rematch so there's a lot of opportunity for them to be successful with punk and i think given all of the ups and downs that are going on at at warner discovery uh, having a recognizable ip presence as your world champion is smart for them to do right now especially going into the summer months when you get lulls and you get diminishing uh audiences people will tune in like scott said to see a summer of punk I'm excited for that ip punk ip, IP punk. Punk. <laughs> yeah, it should be, yeah uh, should lulls be. and diminishing audiences are what page is used to um 
I think that, uh, yeah, Punk has had more wins this year than, than Paige. Um, he has had all of his wins on Dynamite. Um, Paige had one of his at four in the afternoon. Oh, and he's lost twice uh, to the Adam Cole and his ch- children. And, uh, and he had a match on Dark. So we think we know who the actual focus of the company is. And um, I think that Punk should win. It is time to put Paige in the back. Uh, take that horse back there, shoot him, and let him be the glue of the TNT title division. Oh, I think Paige is going to come back. I think I think he's going to surprise all of us. Let's get. I think it. that his promo didn't make enough sense yesterday, and he really needed to sell me on the match. Dude, that killed it. That man. He no, you're right, it Scott. That killed part. it. That killed it. Oh, dead. it did. Liar. I could. I, I could. Actually, I liked it, it, man. I thought. It, I thought there was some was intrigue. So good. Yeah, man, Scott, I could so cut funny. an interesting promo on you, but I'm not. <laughs> no, he cut an interesting promo and also withheld some info to uh, to not, you know, blow the load. But it would see it would have made sense if Punk was like a Goldberg. It was politicking his way. But he has earned this shot fair and square. Like, yeah, he didn't fair. say he didn't earn the title. He said he's a motherfucker. Yeah. And he and he's not going to win. And, and he's not going to act like, oh, I'm just here to, to fight for a title. No, you're here to destroy a company like you do everywhere. You're here for selfish reasons. You're a motherfucker. It's awesome. Yeah. It rules. And then you, it, it's exactly what's happening. I don't understand why you guys aren't into it. You guys are like, it, it's like you're questioning if that's what's happening. If because it's it was happening, vague. it's awesome. I think there should have been actual examples of how he's a motherfucker. And there oh, weren't. because that blows the load, dude. Because then you know he's the heel. He goes, "Hey, you want to know how I know you're a heel? Here's all the reasons you're an actual heel." Then he's a heel. He can't be a heel. Well, MJF and Punk had a. But MJF is the heel, so MJF can say wild shit. People aren't going to believe him. People are going to believe Hangman. That's why they're confused about what he's saying now because they want to believe him. This they ultimately rules. chanted for Punk this more. Shit rules. No, by the end, they chanted for Hangman more. That, that, that's what was so fantastic about it. They were cheering for Punk at first, and they cheered for Hangman. And, then they went and, and Hangman always does this. He did it with Brian, too, because he's the shit, because he's not a bad champion. He's very And now good. it's time to flush him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the match. But um, next up, guys, high spot, low spot. I'll start off high spot. Double Dude, we did do MJF Wardlow. <laughs> Oh shit! I forgot about that. I was uh, like, "Are you looking at that as wild? the main event?" Because Sorry. everyone else M- MJF <laughs> Wardlow probably the most anticipated match of, of the card. Um, I think this will be. I think it's going to be Wardlow going over, because um, it's like if you're going to make top, Punk the top heel, you kind of got to you kind of have MJF get a couple losses here and there now, you know. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Wardlow, and you know that'll eventually set up Wardlow going after Punk, probably. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, it's gonna be Wardlow. It's just a matter of how long is the match gonna be, and what exactly is like this feud has surprised me so much because, especially with these these little rules, you know. So it's like, oh, the lashing, and you're like, ooh, you could really fuck up the feud with a thing like this, and they knock it out of the park. And then the cage match, which it's like MJF's the referee, which things like that are always so contrived and annoying. And it's like, why are you writing yourself into a corner? And they knock it out of the park. 
So I'm just genuinely excited as a fan of whoever's coming up with the ideas in this. Uh, I, I just I just hope they have an awesome ending to it, and I think they will. And and, and obviously Wardlow has to win. It's just a matter of yeah, how do they get to it, and how much am I going to love it? I uh, I hope there's some funny moments, but then I hope he really he really beats the shit out of him, you know. Mike, what do you got? Um, well, I'm ready for this feud to be over uh, just so that all of uh, the security guards can go back to middle school. Um, <laughs> man, there was like that a power bomb spot was the shit yesterday. That oh, yeah, was awesome. I also guy, feel man. like I could be the dad of all of those guys, and it makes yeah. me feel very old. <laughs> you, you could. You could. Yes. Uh, in Florida, I could be the grandfather, but that's, you know. Um, I, I think I think it should be Wardlow. Like I get teasing it out, but this is a moment. I wouldn't fuck up this moment. And um, I do I fully trust what they'll do with Wardlow after this, based on Paige and other examples of baby faces. Not really, but you know, MJF, I mean, is the best person in this company, and for him to help build a fucking star like this shows his long-term value not just his value now but for the future i think he's one of the most important people in wrestling that he's able to do this and, and not many guys can um and i think yeah wardlow should take it and this i mean that's what's great man this could be five minutes this could be 20 minutes the moment matters more than the match and i think that's great robert yeah it's gonna be wardlow um it's a little bit of we we've seen this a couple times now with Max where you build up the feud, you get to the match, he gets the shit beat out of him, uh, and then there aren't many consequences after. You know they're going to sign Wardlow. I'm sure they'll do a contract signing segment when Mike's uh, in Los Angeles for the show, um, which will be fine. Um, I think Max will do everything he can to make Wardlow look amazing. It's going to come down to what the finish is. I don't know if they're going to let Wardlow beat Max clean. And uh, Mike, you're right. He is the Max is the most important person in wrestling, and he's going to do awesome uh, headlining a WrestleMania. Oh, yep. Come on, you had to get your shit in, Robert. He's going to be. <laughs> he's going to be the best. High spot, low spot. I'll start it out. Double or nothing, man. That's my high spot. I'm excited to see it. I've loved the last. I mean, I was at the first one, and then the last two I thought were great. So I'm excited about this. It was, I think, my show of the year last year. Uh, low spot. Miz in the ring this past Monday. If 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 you didn't, I mean, I don't know why you would, but he fought Cody, and I mean, you know, Meltzer, I've uh, got got pissed off at it because they called. Miz a great technical wrestler. He's like, he's not, he's not a great technical wrestler. But it is kind of laughable that they say that. I mean, this was so sloppy, dude. And it's like, I mean, look, I respect the guy. He, like, came up in the company after getting shit on and dealing with bullshit from, like, Benoit and JBL and everybody fucking else. And he's really good on the mic. I think he's really good on the mic and seems like, a you know, a nice enough guy um, when I met him. <laughs> but, like, it, it's in ring, man. I mean, this was just... So fucking, I mean, it was, it was safe botchy, you know what I mean? Where it was like, nobody was getting hurt, but be, so with the botches, it really just looked like nothing. Um, Robert, am I being too hard on this match? 
No, this match was this match was bad. The was crowd was death, super, right? and this crowd was super into Cody when it started, and then yeah. they just got it. It was are they going to wrestle a Cody match or a Miz match? They wrestled a Miz match. Um, they they tried to salvage it after with the weight belt stuff. Uh, the weight Miz, belt thing was cool. I actually thought that was a good. Spot. That was that was a nice little touch. You know, the the kid uh, having the weight belt ripped out of his hand, Miz using it on Cody, and then Cody as John Wayne hobbling back and then giving the kid the weight belt back is is dusty road stuff but that match was uh that audience was fucking dead uh yeah so that's my high spot was by robert uh my high spot is kevin owens is i feel like a broken record his stuff that he's doing with ezekiel uh him out on raw not even on commentary but just shouting loudly so the comment so it was heard by the commentators during the entire match of how frustrated he is with it. Uh, he's making the most out of this. Him and Sami Zayn are the best things in that company right now. Sami's work with the bloodline is really fun. The stuff he did on Raw was really great. Uh, those two are are fantastic. My low spots, I have two. Uh, one is is somewhat obvious, the, the, the ringside news uh, story with the fact that this, this website, dirt sheet, whatever it was, the, the guy who runs it, went on a, a transphobic rant against Nyla Rose. And I'm happy that USA Today, who had a relationship with them, have severed their ties with this site uh, based on this. Like, there's no room for, for hate speech, especially within the wrestling community. It's why we love you guys as the Forbidden Dorks, because on the Facebook page and the Twitter, we never encounter this. Everybody is respectful. Everybody loves wrestling. That's why we keep doing it. If this was the kind of culture that was there, I know I can't speak with the rest of the guys. I wouldn't be dealing with this shit anymore. Uh, speaking of shit, the other low spot I had this week, Veer. That's it's pretty much it. Veer was in a segment with Jerry the King Lawler uh, oh where they God. brought Lawler in for a King's Court. So uh, well, I, I want to blame myself on this because I did text you after the Riddle promo. I was like, you this is really great. And then the yep. rest of the show just... The, the Riddle promo and match was great, but this Veer stuff... So Veer doesn't look particularly impressive. He he looks like the hat Fred Flintstone wore like uh, when he was a member of the Water Buffaloes. Yeah. Um, he he's not good in the ring. He's not imposing in the ring the way like a piece of shit like Ryback was when he would at least squash jobbers and that was entertaining. Uh, and then they had him talk with Lawler, and Lawler was super over because he's doing lame dad jokes. Veer, I texted Dan. I'm like, he sounds like an Indian accented version of Christian Bale doing the Batman voice. And I'm not going to do it because I'll get canceled for it, but it's fucking terrible. And everything about Veer is awful. It's a total waste of time. But this segment was, uh, was just the fucking worst uh, for raw for a raw that featured Dana Brooke promoting a Carmella feud. This was the worst thing I saw. Uh, Scott high spot, low spot. Ooh, man. High spot. It does have to be double or nothing. It's just yeah. uh, I'm genuinely excited to watch it. Uh, and, and I do not know if I'm watching it live, but I'm just excited to sit down when I do watch it and just melt into the couch with a delicious meal uh, and enjoy the hell out of it, even though it's probably going to go an hour longer than it should. Um, and my low spot is all that Abushi stuff, man. It's like his mom. So he... He's claiming he got fired by New Japan. Uh, and, and then apparently he's claiming his, his mother then tried to commit suicide. 
basically implying that like it had something to do with his issues with New Japan. It's just like super messy and weird, and you hate to Fucking see messy, it. man. Messy, yeah, yeah. And that's unfortunate. So yeah, that's my low spot. Mike, high spot. You know, in terms spot. of wrestling, obviously. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and yeah, I'm I mean, saying that because Mike is about to fucking go. My lowest spot is, and then we have to talk about gun control. Scott, and no. I should have said, "Damn it!" I should have thought of something else. Other well, than it would, I mean, like, the box, like what happened you know? in Texas this week is our collective low spot. It is, yeah, the I, worst I, thing in the world. It, it, man. Definitely worse than Mrs. Wrestling. <laughs> so, like, we'll make that clear, guys. Um, yeah, Mike, we I don't spot. support we don't support any gun club on this show. Oh, Dan, that was the hey, most man. belcher you've ever been. Where you needed to clarify. You know, the Great Ocon botch was bad, but a mass shooting was worse. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I and Scott, that, I mean, yeah, it is, it's the fucking low spot for everyone. I, yeah, I, I'll have something nerdier than that for levity. I mean, yeah, it's fucking uh, so sad. Um, okay. So my high spot, and maybe this will cheer us up, guys. So Michael Tellick posted on our Facebook page, Dave Meltzer. Uh, responded to somebody today. So this guy wrote, I love how it's out of the realm of possibilities that maybe the matches and wrestlers today really are that much better. It'd be a sad state if they weren't, honestly. So Travis Atmel said that. Dave Meltzer responded, in all athletic physical entertainment endeavors they are. My brother is a juggler. And he said, the jugglers today absolutely blow away the guys from 10 years ago, let alone 20 to 30 years ago. What used to be exceptional is now routine. Learn from predecessors and expand on it. Uh, and then Don Callis goes, I think we are burying the lead here, Dave. Your brother is a juggler? <laughs> That's cool. It seems like a job from the 20s, like an intermission act at Hackenschmidt versus Gotch. Um, so, you know, a uh, high spot that Don Callis does not listen to our podcast. That <laughs> uh, Mike Gotello brings up. But yeah, Dave, shoot, recognizing Scotty Meltzer. And just knowing that they have deep conversations about how wrestling journalism and juggling have evolved over the years. Oh, to be at that Cheesecake Factory. Um <laughs> and then my uh, my low spot is the is the Adam Page experiment uh, possibly coming to an end because I do think he deserved more. I think that they should have at least tried. He should have been on most dynamites from eight to nine, like their high priority acts that they do put there every week. Um, I think that he wasn't given the full chance to succeed i think his matches were fucking great but the feuds after danielson were less than so and i do think it's time to wrap it up but at the same time i think he was done a little bit dirty he feels like punk's first wwe title run yeah or or warrior in 90 i wouldn't curse him like that but if you think <laughs> about for, like punk lost his title without actually being in the match uh, they well, attacked the only him in the back. But... First Ultimate Warrior is Papa Shango, who we're roasting in July. <laughs> a three yes, for we will one. Be, we will be uh, roasting all the gimmicks. We're not going to have like a separate Papa Shango roast. <laughs> uh, which, yes, which... I can't wait for the Good Father episode. 
Yeah. Yeah. If 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 Hangman loses, um, I will have an in memoriam next week of his championship reign, and I will explain why he did a, a very good job. Your chaps will be at half mast. <laughs> and, and Scott, right, well, let's go through. Scott, we will give you more time to talk about it than Tony Khan ever gave. <laughs> uh, let's go through some uh, some promotions, folks. Um, I will be at the Syracuse Funny Bone next Friday and Saturday. I'm going to be at Gotham Club uh, this Saturday. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's. Uh, I'm going to be just doing uh, a lot more stand up. So. Check it out. Follow me on uh, Instagram. I put post new videos there almost every day of the week. Um, Did you say um, new or nude? Nude? Uh, no, that's my OnlyFans. Okay, uh, good. I show my butthole, and then my butthole has other little buttholes in it. It's like a Russian. Dan, Dan promotes his stand up the way that Sisyphus promotes pushing the rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been enjoying it, although, yes, my tone betrayed that. Um, I will be doing more stand up for the foreseeable future my opening act is the gun that's to my head <laughs> my uh my go my opening act is uh hearing from my manager that they're not looking at staff right now um, my opening act is the chicken nuggets that i ate the breading off of but left the chicken because i didn't deserve it <laughs> well mike let's move on to you uh what do you deserve as far as plugs <laughs> mike lawrence comedy on instagram i interact on the russell rose fa- facebook page all the time and yeah man i'm gonna be at double or not i'm uh, sorry uh at uh dynamite next week uh at the forum i'm excited uh yeah my first fucking aew show since 2019 um I am so waiting for a French Canadian to tell me to stop singing Judas. Uh, no, I I'm really excited and uh, yeah, man. If uh, I see any Forbidden Dorks there, like say hi, man. Um, but it should be cool. Uh, Robert will now be the only one who hasn't gotten COVID or been to a live AEW show, and there's probably a correlation somewhere there. Oh, oh Dan's yeah. muted. Sorry, there you go. Muted sorry guys. Himself um all right <laughs> sorry about that uh scott what are your uh, you got you already did you already do plugs no no but i mean i have covid i have nothing to plug uh, all right uh <laughs> hopefully, hopefully a respirator feel, uh, feel better scott <laughs> feel yes. better scott robert what do you have to plug uh you can find me this weekend at a one-year-old's birthday party that i'm going to be attending it's going to be a barn burner oh, dan's doing a set there yes that's uh <laughs> It's true. It's one of the better gigs I got. <laughs> Enjoy uh, this moment while it lasts. It's all downhill from here. Yes. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at WWCreative underscore ISH. I will not be live tweeting uh, the AEW uh, pay-per-view because I'll probably watch it at some time on Monday. But I will be live tweeting Raw as I yell into the empty void. Uh, and if you like listening to me yelling into the empty void about Raw, you can subscribe to the $10 tier of something to sports entertainment with uh, here at Wrestle Roasts, where I break down Raw as I break down. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so back. Double or Nothing will be your second favorite wrestling show you watch on Monday. To close yes. the deck, wash your hands. See you next week, folks. <laughs>